It's not getting it's it, not getting it. Actually, this is the topic that we were going to have uh, before we realized that Muhammad Ali passed, and that is, what is the best, worst, funniest, or most creative punishment you ever got as a child? Let me leave the Okay. <laughs> Big day. Because we're talking about how Ali got in his opponent's heads. My father was this master of it. <laughs> So I get in trouble, which I did a lot. And my mother would say, your dad's coming home. So, so she started off the psychology of it. So we'd get home, and they'd go in the kitchen, they'd talk a little bit. And it'd be time for dinner, and we'd sit down for dinner. And my father would look at me and says, take your belt off, boy. Mm-hmm. Coil it up and put it on the table in front of you. Ah. So I'd have to take my belt off and put that right in front of me. And we'd sit there and he'd, and he'd look at me, and I always had a bad habit to put my elbow up there, and he'd take a fork and jab me with it. I, I think I still have the scars on my elbow. From it. Did not put your elbow on the table from my father. It was a bad idea. So you eat as slow as you can. My dad would eat fast, and I ate fast. I ate as slow as I can. He said, all right, you done eating? Yes, sir. Go back to your room. So I go back to my room. He just 10 minutes went here a thing. And then I hear him walking down the hallway. Then he walked back and he smacked that doorknob. <laughs> and walked back. I might have four or five minutes go by, he walked by, scratched the door a little bit, going on by. Oh, then he'd come by with the belt, popping it. <laughs> so then he'd open up the door. And you're just sitting there, and you're just, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you're you're, you're totally broke down by this point. And, you know, bend over, grab your ankles, pat, pat, pat about three times. You didn't have to hurt me, you know. Oh, that's yeah. right. And, and it was just, yeah. it was just terrible. Yeah, he, he, he had your mind messed up. He had my that. mind totally messed up. <laughs> now, probably the most creative punishment I ever got. I was in third grade. And Mrs. Pollock was my teacher. And she had had polio. A lot of people in my day when I was a kid had still had a lot of effects from polio. Yeah, Some people leg polio. braces and arms gone. Polio was just an unbelievably vicious disease that somebody like Brian, I don't think you could even understand what that was at that time. Us guys that are older, you know, we saw people with that. And uh, I, as usual, was actually up in class, and she took me behind the curtain in the in the gymnasium, and she had a paddle. Everybody had paddles. Coaches yeah. had paddles. Everybody had paddles. And you oh, got yeah. paddled in school. Oh yeah. All right. Nowadays, that would probably get you thrown in jail, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. That's why they have problems. <laughs> and Mrs. Pollock hit me three times, and because she wasn't very strong, of course, and I turned around and grinned at her. And there was a chair up there. She said, "Sit down." She came back 10 minutes later with Mr. Lindsay. Oh. Mr. Lindsay was the rather large black janitor in our school. <laughs> <laughs> and his son was in class with me, okay? Mm. Mr. Lindsay lifted me three times. Wow. Yeah, he hit me hard. Wow. 
And I went back to class. I mean, my butt hurt for days after that. <laughs> that's that's kind of funny that, like, back in that time, we're talking, you know, I'm in third grade, that's 66, 67. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is, a black janitor spanked the white boy. Yeah. Think about this. Yeah, yeah. That's tough. Now, I promise you, I would walk down the hallway and Mr. Lindsay would be there and I'd say, hello, sir, Mr. Lindsay. I called him Mr. Lindsay from then on. I had total respect for Mr. Lindsay. Yeah, exactly. And Mr. Lindsay looked at me and said, good morning, David, or good afternoon, David. <laughs> he knew my name and just been very respectful to me. Nothing was ever said. Nothing was ever done. But Mrs. Pollock certainly got the, you know, do you think my parents would have even said anything? Oh, hell no. No, no, no. No, no. That boy got what he had coming to him. The funniest one was, I was four years old, and we had moved back to Payola, Kansas, from Western Kansas. Dad took his first couple of pharmacy jobs after he graduated from KU out to uh, Western Kansas, Liberal Quinta, a couple of little towns way out in the middle of nowhere. And we came back to Payola, we moved into my great-grandfather's house who had recently passed. And I was underneath the porch, and I was lighting matches, five, four or five years old. And a man in the station wagon stopped at the stop sign down there and sat there for a long time. He spotted me. Next thing I know, he comes walking up the doorstep and knocks on the door and gets my mother. <laughs> oh, boy, that wasn't good either. <laughs> I bet you it was. Mama took care of me that time. <laughs> I bet you it was. Yeah, they didn't have to wait for Dad. No, Mom had me on that one. <laughs> See, and nowadays people just drive by. They're like, oh, look, that kid's playing with fire, and they just keep going. Like, yep. you know, there's that, you lose, you've lost that sense of community. But the real funniest one is a lady who lived behind us had tulips. <laughs> and I went over and picked her tulips one day. <laughs> and I had to go apologize to her. Uh. Oh, that was the worst thing that ever happened to me, I thought. <laughs> I, I, I got I could go on forever, but those those are the few that come to the top of my head. <laughs> what about you, Chris? Uh I, similar similar to you, we had a my mom's family they they had so many when they were growing up and they had a lot of kids and so my mom's mom died at a very young age. Uh the, the nanny came and lived, lived with us. So she'd been with her family for years. Lula Mae Brown was her name, and she was just the toughest woman I've ever run across in my life. And she would take this incredibly thick wooden hairbrush and do it on the back of your cat. Oh. And it was brutal. Yeah. The back of the brush or the bristles? No, no, no. The back, the back of the brush. The back of the brush. Every time. And, um, and I'm, I'm, and I'm going to guess, as, the, uh, as one of the uh, only two uh, black people sitting here, that Lula May uh, uh, was she, an old black lady? She was, and she was the <laughs> coolest, nicest, most, I mean, I, the day that she passed was one of the saddest days of my life. Like, she had been just in our family. She was a family member for years and years, lived with us, so she was great. But that, that was just like, you did not want to be on her bad side. <laughs> and she did the same thing my dad did, which we, we had... Uh, four kids in five years, and so I was a year older than my brother. And my brother was just the biggest asshole. He would cause trouble all the time. To this day, he's still <laughs> just that kid. And, and I would get 
blank for like <laughs> so they, we'd both go to spanking but they both gave me a couple extra because I was older and should have known better and I'm like nah <laughs> I had nothing to do with this oh, but that was always the rule you're older and you should have known better so there's yeah, a couple yeah. extra for you yeah I, I, oh, I hated the <laughs> you're, old, you're older so you should know better oh, I hated that <laughs> Roy oh well mine is with my late grandmother they are from uh Originally from the state, uh, city of New York, but moved upstate to Rochester. And I used to go up there every summer, and um, me and my, well, in their house they had a uh, the way it was set up. It was like a TV room, and then the dining room were next to each other. And there was like a little, like the wall. There was like a kind of like a, it was opening through each. Okay. And so me and my cousin decided we were gonna play volleyball between you know the, the opening. <laughs> and she had a whole bunch of plants and vases. Right there, so we were playing, and of course, you know, the plants and vases got knocked over, cracked, and my grandmother was a serious disciplinarian. Uh-huh. But when she when she came came home from work, she just was rather mild, and she was like, she came and seen and kind of observed, and she was like, okay, well, come on, let's get you guys cleaned up, let's let's get in the bath, you know. So uh, we go, we get get the bath ready, we get in the bath, and she comes in and is like. We that were ass naked at the time. Get up out the back. <laughs> she had like a, she had like a, a extension cord. Like, oh, uh, yes, sir. Wet bottoms. Yeah, getting yeah. extension cord. Ooh, <laughs> so it was like we thought we was cool. Brian's so over like, here uh, thinking this is child good. abuse. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was not a game. We never <laughs> played volleyball yeah. ever again. Ever again. Yeah, yeah. She became Miss Grandma. Oh after yeah. That. yeah. Well, she was already. <laughs> She fooled us when she came in. It was just like she was like, "Well, just, let's just go get kind of like what my dad did." Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, oh, no, okay, oh, cool. Let's just. Right. Then she waited till we got nice and and wet. And got us out the tub and gave us the what, 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 what he fails to tell you is that it was plugged in and it had a fray in it. <laughs> 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 Yeah, that was, that was my. Yeah, I never. Did. I knew. I knew plenty of people who got extension cord work, but I was. I never got one. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. No, ours was a leather belt, black leather belt folded in half. My dad. I think my dad actually still has it somewhere. <laughs> it's, in, it's in archives. Yeah. Some on the wall to remind you, right? <laughs> did he make yeah. you go get it? No, uh, but once when we were in one of the houses we lived in when I was growing up, we had a willow tree in our backyard. And they used to make uh, yeah. us go, go get a, go get a switch off the willow tree. No, yeah. you better, pick, you better pick a good one. I better not have to go get it. I mean, similar to what Dave was saying, it was like my dad would either make you go get the hairbrush or walk up, get yeah. the belt, and come yeah, back and no. get the switch off the tree. And Break that it was down. The worst part, then because you, you knew it was coming. Oh, ah. man, my dad cool. had that look. He had the look. It doesn't bother me now. Like, he'll try to do it, and I'll be like, what? <laughs> but back in the day, it was like, Dad's Work looking at me. Dad's looking at me. <laughs> I want to hear Brian. He, he's the youngest, and he came up in a generation where yeah, this you spank me, I'm going to turn you into services, you know. <laughs> you're going well, to jail, Mom and Dad. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I grew up in a family that used the belt, which was not very common anymore, I think, when I was growing up. Uh, what type of family? That used the belt. Yeah. So my, my dad used the belt, but I don't think he ever actually used it on me. That might have I have one other sibling, an older brother. He's five years older than I am. And anytime he would get in trouble, whether it be grounded or get the belt, well, he usually always got the belt and then grounded. 
but uh, they, they would make sure that I was like very aware that he was getting, you know, and they, you hear the belt slap and getting ready for it, and then you hear the, the wailing, and you're just like, yeah. They made sure that I I was either watching it, make, like seeing it happen, saying, you know, don't do what he did. And so I, I feel like it was very psychological for me and more physical for my brother. And um, I'd say one of the one of the toughest ones was uh, I got, I don't know how old I was, I'd been probably seven, maybe seven or eight, and I, I got a handful of bottle rockets, which were sold in Oklahoma. They were not legal in Kansas, and uh, but we had them in Kansas, so I brought them across the border, and me and a buddy were lighting them. Sure enough, cop comes around the corner, so we book it over to my, my house across the alley, and uh, cop comes and knocks on our door, and my mom answers, she's like, uh, how may I help you? And he said, well, I think your son was shooting bottle rockets. And she turns and looks at me, you know, with those mother death eyes. And she's like, well, you can go ahead and take him. Take him to jail. <laughs> of course, me as a kid, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to jail. Like, I started crying, you know, and the cop gets me all the way, like, gets us up to the car. And then he comes back. I think Polly told me, he's like, okay, I can't actually take him to jail. And she's like, I know. Just, right. You know, you got to scare him. So I was... I was crying. I learned my lesson that way. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was all psychological. The cop played into that one. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. excellent. You got yeah. another good one. Yeah, I got a, Yeah, well, yeah, I got a, Actually, I got a few pretty funny ones. But you know, you know, just speaking of you know, just kind of psychological mom stuff. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> I was. Oh, I don't know. I want to say seven or eight, and I wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't too old. And uh, so my mom tells me, we're going to grocery store. So she tells me, before we even get out of the car. That she, was when they had cool toys. Yeah, they're like the grocery stores actually had a toy aisle. And, and so, so she's telling me, and, and they had good toys. So, uh, you know, I'm not buying anything. I'm not buying toys. So don't even ask me. So, and she said, if you act a fool in here, and I read to this day, if you act a fool in here, I'm, I'm going to leave you here. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, okay, right. whatever. So I get in there, and we're walking around the store. And so finally, we, we come up the aisle to come around the corner to go to a different aisle. But we come up the toy aisle, and of course, I am mesmerized by the G.I. Joes, as most kids were at that time. I'm mesmerized, and then I, of course, wanted the G.I. Joe, and I wanted the G.I. Joe stupidly bad. And so then I start, you know, I start acting a fool for the G.I. Joe. And And then so, and she's like, boy, I told you I ain't getting you no toys. And And so then I decided to pretend that I was not a black child. I fell out and did a full tantrum in the floor. Like, <laughs> like, like it was cool. And I'm doing a full, I'm kicking and, and, and hitting the floor. And she was like, boy, if you don't get up on the floor and bash me, you know. And, and it, so finally, I, I don't hear her talking to me anymore. And, and so it kind of dawned on me that I don't hear her. So I... You know, and I get up and I'm looking around and I don't see her. And then it hits me: if you act a fool, I'm gonna leave you here. And so I'm like, no, she she wouldn't leave me here. But I'm so I'm looking, I'm looking down all the aisles, and I'm frantic, and my eyes are huge, and and uh, and and I don't see her. And so then it hits me again: you know, if you act a fool, I'm gonna leave you here. I'm like, no, she wouldn't. 
So I run to the to the door to the, and and she's in the car waiting for me to see her. And as soon as I come up, I go, Mama! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and she, she takes off. So now you're totally free. <laughs> takes off. She bends the corner to the side of the grocery store. And so, and she literally must have went around the block. Right, right, right. But I'm sitting on, there was a little bench outside the grocery store. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm freaking out. And so, and she goes, you know, basically, she goes, are you done? Did you get in the car? <laughs> like, <laughs> and so, of course, I never did that one again. <laughs> and uh, when I was, and I was older, I was, uh, she probably, I was a, probably a teenager, if, uh, if not a teenager, I was 12, if I wasn't a teenager yet. I was at my grandmother's house, and uh, so my grandmother this day was annoyed. I don't know why she was annoyed, still don't know why she was annoyed, but she told me, don't have none of these kids in my yard. So uh, the next building over, so it's our building, a vacant lot, and another building, um, is my best friends, and they're good family friends on top of that, uh, Derek and Tasha. So, like, I play with Derek and Tasha every day. So I wasn't really, truly wasn't assuming she meant Derek and Tasha. I thought she meant the Hoodlum kids across the street. Because there was a ton of Hoodlum kids across the street. And uh, she didn't want the Hoodlum kids in her yard. That's my assumption. <laughs> so I'm sitting on the front stoop with Derek. Not even really making a bunch of noise or anything. But I'm sitting up there and we're talking and whatever. And uh, so the way the... So my grandparents bought a, a three-flat apartment building uh, with their life savings, and so you can go around once you can go around one side, which is kind of where everybody went around, or there was a long, narrow, kind of blind side that uh, you can go down on the other side, which you rarely went down that way, just just because you rarely did, and. So, for this, so this day, Grandma calls me from the blind side, and she goes, you know, you know, baby, you know, come down here, help me, whatever, whatever. And uh, I'm like, all right. So I go down the long blind side, and uh, so I turn the corner, and she's around the corner with a broom, held oh. like a Louisville slugger. She and she swings to take my head off. And like I duck. She hits the building, and I, I'm like, ah! and, I, and I break through, through the house, and now she's not a young woman. She catches me in the kitchen, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and she's you know she's starting to wail on me, and my and I must have been screaming the hell. My grandpa come in. What's going on here? And he grabs her up. Cause he's like he didn't know what the hell was going on. He grabs her up and he goes, "Boy, get out of here!" So I ran out the front door. I ran out the front door and I grabbed Derek, uh, who at the time had a Jerry curl. 
<laughs> and I literally grabbed him by the jerry curl and I was like, come on, man, she crazy. <laughs> and we ran over to Derek's house and he hit that tub until it got dark. <laughs> and and uh, so I remember when I came back, my grandmother, she just gave me that death look because, you know, you know how my uh, my mom and my aunt can get that mean face. Mm-hmm. So so they get it from my grandmother who get who had the real mean face. So she just gave me the mean face, and uh, and I sat out and I just stayed quiet. But uh, shoot, I just and, and and the funny thing is, to that day, I had never gotten a, a woman from my grandmother before. And I just thought I was disillusioned. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell just happened to me? So, yeah. So but, now you know how your mama has it. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I definitely, uh, I definitely, I didn't get a lot of whoopings, but they, it seemed like the, you know, it seemed like the the whoopings or the punishments or, were, like they were just like my mom, she didn't whoop me a lot, but her thing was punishments, and she she could stick to a punishment, like you know if I got a bad grade on my report card. Like, I was grounded until the next report card. Oh, I never really oh, said that. Oh, yeah, I did and, that. And she, and she could stick to it. Like, and of course, I was a kid. I'd be trying to sneak out and watch TV. And, like, I'd be peeking around the side of the couch. And she wouldn't even look. She'd be like, get back in your room. <laughs> I would go back in my room and I'd be crying. Because, you know, cause I could hear the TV. But, but all I could do is sit in my room and read. I was mad and hurt. But but the funny thing is, you know, you, you know, which is why kind of the topic kind of came to mind was, you know, the things in your life that build character, and, uh, and you never think of like kind of the whoopings or the punishments you got as a child building character. But I was just thinking, you really wouldn't be the person you are today if you were allowed to get away with the crap that you were trying to pull. And that goes to the social thing that is today when parents can't do those type of things. Yeah. Schools can't do those type of things. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to wonder if there's some behavioral issues in some of the kids nowadays when you see their attitudes towards their elders. I don't think there's any wonder about it. No, no, like, because absolutely. they don't... We were... we which I'm sure Brian was too, you know, you, we were raised to respect our elders, oh, to absolutely. say sir and ma'am and thank you and, you know, holding doors and, and, you know, just being polite. And, you know, like, to, I still say aunt whatever, sure. uncle whatever, because that's a sign of respect. You know, and it, it just... You don't have that now. I do not believe that that is true. I do not believe that everybody looks back at their own generation with the rose-colored glasses. I knew a lot of shit. No, 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 no. I did too. But I I would say, and I read an interesting book to your point uh, recently about, and I I found this fairly fascinating, that um, it it was a whole book written by a woman, and she said one of the biggest problems in the American education system is that up until probably eighth or ninth grade, the vast majority of your teachers are going to be women who are raising these little boys the way that they want boys to be instead of the way that boys really are. 
Right. Mm. So, like, try to get in a fight at recess and see what happens. Like, they stop that shit immediately. Right. They, might, they let you fight it out for a little while, and I think you needed to. Yeah. And I think boys relate to the world so physically, and women relate to it so emotionally, especially at a younger age, yeah. that if you deny boys in particular the ability to experience the world physically because I never felt like I got an unjust whooping I, I, I mean yeah no we, I felt like every but, but now girls, you you aren't allowed to that's what that's the, that was the entire point of the book now yeah. you're not allowed to experience that at all and so for what is natural for 5,000 years for boys to kind of figure it out physically because that then relates to you mentally mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. gives you the, gives you a mental edge it's still a problem today in the school system I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what, and what, Very little male presence in the school. Well, yeah, and I, I hate to admit it, but you, you have to wonder why. Because it seems like, well, when I was in high school, one of my male teachers had an affair with one of the students. My son's, one of his teachers had an affair with one of his students. You're I'm like, the lady you know, now just got pregnant by a grader. Did you hear about that? It's, it's, just, it's, it's just one crazy in to a long me. time ago. No, I think just, no, just like a week ago. Oh, no, the lady oh, wow. in Houston, Texas, got, she, she got pregnant by a 13-year-old. And she I, was, she I, was uh, that's crazy. crazy. But as a dude, I think I everybody I knew. You know, and it's so weird to me the reverse. Like, if some old guy is like creeping on a 13 year old girl, I'm like, you were disgusting. Yeah. By the way, around I was hooking up with like a hot t shirt. Like, sweet. But that's what they're kind of talking about. Okay, but being the only female here, that grosses me out. I'm thinking, how how does a teacher. How is a teacher even remotely interested in a 13-year-old boy? I was exceptionally charming as a 13-year-old. <laughs> well, you may be exceptionally charming, but you're not well-developed at that age. Well, so. She's helping him. We're helping him develop Helping in the maturation process. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this teacher, like, you, you, no, nobody heard about this story? No, no, I missed this story. Yeah, it was like, this just happened like a week ago. Like, wow. in Houston, Texas. Wow. She got pregnant by a 13-year-old. Wow. I mean, she was, she was the... But it's not a little different as a She was cool with it. No. Yeah. You're putting... You're That's putting, what's following. No. Yeah. No, I, it I, is I, not different. It is... It's completely different. No, it should society not... Society sees it differently, I think. I feel it's completely I don't think they see it di- as differently as they used to. Well, she's she's a pedophile. I'm sorry. She's, if she got prayed by a 13-year-old, she's a pedophile. Yeah. There's I no other way to look at it. has the same it. emotional impact for guys as it does for women. I just don't I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think that it does something... Maybe not the same as a female that age, but definitely something changes in you as a boy, I would think. You know, I mean, you're trying to make the same thing happen with kids his age. I don't think it's the same, but I bet it's just as tragic. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I could definitely see that you you become, you know, more uh, jaded and more more permit more promiscuous. Yeah. you know, well, collecting the system regardless would be very hard for me to yeah. do, but I just think... <laughs> well, we know you're an exception <laughs> to You're a special case because no, you're exceptionally is, charming. But, but, you it's, know, it's a different physical act. I mean, it's not the same thing. Yeah, the bottom yeah, line question is, where did all this come from? You know, did, did this come out of our, our education system? You know, where, where did this thing come from? I, how does it come out of our that education you, that, system, that you, no. that you couldn't punish your child? This is teachers, oh. this is teachers or parents doing teachers in schools. 
you know, for, I mean, my dad gave the principal, like, a written note of if he acts up, whoop his ass. Yeah, well, get it out on the wall with well back, it, back it, when know, I was in school, same as you, yeah. we had to, we, my parents signed a waiver saying, yes, you could do corporal punishment, yep. yeah. which is what they called it. To, for to our child, if you but they still called. This is what happened. We're going to give her a SWAT. Okay. Right. So my my brother is a teacher. My mom's a teacher. My brother's wife is a counselor. Uh, they all work at the same high school that I went to high school. In. And they all say there are two types of parents. There's the parent that says my child can do no wrong. There and an angel. So if mm-hmm. anything goes wrong, it's right. the school's fault. It's the teacher's fault. It's the principal's fault. Then you have the other parents that say. Yep, I believe they probably did that. I hope you punished them. And it's just completely black and white. But then teachers are instructed that they can't even use red ink anymore because it's too damaging. Psychologically, yeah. See, like when you tell me they, yeah. they actually got the problem wrong, I should be able to tell them they got it wrong. Yeah, it's, it's the same way they don't keep score in sports anymore. Yeah. 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 I know, I've never agreed with that either. I think, yeah. I think once you're old enough to understand win-lose, like I understand a bunch of five-year-olds out there, they shouldn't... It's just they're getting keeping, them used to it. They're they do. I'm coaching my son. I'm going to son. He's a five. will be six uh, in July. But you I, was coaching, I was coaching his games uh, over the winter, and they kept coming back like, it's 2-0. It's, they, yeah, even they though know, they weren't keeping the score, they, they were like, Dad, we won. I was like, even though the score wasn't up there, I, I but think they that they know what it is. And I think and learning, I like, yeah, yeah, y'all won. learning to lose is equally as important as learning to win. Yes, because you yeah. have to understand that you're not going to win everything. But you got to experience, you got to be able to, they don't know how to. You got to be a good loser in order to be a great winner. Yeah, right. well, and right. kids nowadays don't understand losing. how to lose. They don't, it's... Well, yeah, they lose it, but you still have to, and that's part of the game. Well, yeah, you have to, I'm not saying don't be nice afterwards, I'm just yeah. saying learn to hate uh, Yeah, I mean, you learn, but that's how you learn sportsmanship. I mean, you're going to lose sometimes, and you learn, you know well, how to lose. Loss with inspires you to want to win. But that yeah. also yeah. goes back. This is disgusting. Mm. Yeah. My whole life, to where I've gotten from where I was such a failure to where I am a success now... Is I, what did I learn from it? I learned from my successes? No, I learned from my failures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You definitely learn and more you, from that's your failures. That's what you learn from is your failures. You don't become successful by learning from your successes. You become successful by learning from your failures. Yeah, like, and, oh, and, okay, and, so and don't that, do that. That whole again. idea has gotten away yeah. from it. Yeah. It that, did start, I think it really started with. The, you know, your parents aren't allowed to touch you. Your parents aren't allowed to, do, you know, in education in the school. And somehow that, yeah, somehow that translated into you can do whatever you want and your parents can't say anything to you. Now the only punishment there is is I'm taking away your technology. That's like the only thing that I yeah, choose. Well, well, my kids, they can't play technology except on the weekends. Well, they, they, here, here, here's, in my opinion, this is a perfect fine. example. <laughs> this perfect example. Let's look at what happened at the University of Missouri. Hmm. They had the protest. I want my safe space. The university totally capitulated to them. They said, okay, cool. We're going to fire these people. You got what you want. Well, that's because of the football now, program, though. That's, and, that's and the it. football, well, the football did to it, but they also, you know, there was a whole lot of factors. The football program was a whole lot of factors. That would escalate it so quick, this, That was done totally wrong. So now their enrollment's off. They got a, a deficit of $33 million. 
because they got uh, 1,400 students less in the freshman class coming in than they used to have. Yeah. What does that tell you? The inmates are running the asylum. Well, you pick As a, a business you owner... Get, you don't get to the root of the problem. You solve the surface and you put a Band-Aid on it and it never gets fixed. As, as a business owner, I do not run a democracy. It is a dictatorship. That doesn't mean that I don't get input from my people and I don't listen to my people. I value them greatly. But the final decisions are mine. Yeah. And my company will succeed or fail by my decisions. Exactly. Period. Yeah. Well, universities and school systems are the same way. The people running them have to make the decisions. And they will succeed or fail by their good or bad decisions. And it's, it's really, truly that simple. Yeah. And when you make it to where everybody can rule any which way, but that's an well, you know, what's, you know, It doesn't work. Yeah. So it never time, will work. One time my son, uh, when he was in high school, I think he was probably a sophomore, a teacher, this girl was being really shitty to him. And, you know, and she was like, you know, it's basically, you know, she was telling him, it's, you know, it's that time of the month or whatever, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a bitch about it, and blah, blah, blah. And he commented on that. Well, the teacher heard his comment, but not what she had said to him. So he had to go through sexual harassment, uh, a watch a video, an hour-long video on sexual harassment, because he replied to something a girl said to him. To me, you, you, you're losing something because you're not teaching both sides when it's right and wrong. You're not teaching parents and school what's appropriate. It's just, it's just a bunch of crap. I can relate to business again that way. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Most important thing I do as a businessman, when I, you, a lot of times you have an odd shit phone call and you kind of know it's coming. I let it go to voicemail. And the reason I let it go to voicemail is because I want to listen to it. I want to hear the tone of the person that's pissed at me. And hear where it's going, and then I want to weigh it out both ways. And I want to, so maybe I want to call this person first and get that side of the story. I want to call this person over and get that side of the story before I make a decision back to the other person. You have to evaluate that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you just can't be one side, boom, right there, and that's your decision. Generally, when I've done that, I, step, I stepped on my toes bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that happens all the time. Yeah. So before we uh, before we go down the rabbit hole with it, uh, as I like to say, um, actually I think we've stumbled upon something that could definitely be a great podcast for the future. Uh, and, but I do want to say this before I wrap up because I think we were talking about uh, education and, and all of the, and, and and kind of the, ram the ramifications of <coughs> how. Uh, discipline or lack thereof you know can affect you know kind of life as you go forward but you know I think it goes all the way up to the way that our government is being ran currently you know it's like you say at a certain point you know out there in podcast land I think to a certain at a certain point the inmates wind up running the asylum you know the the person that you elect to be the president doesn't actually have enough teeth in his powers to be able 
to make the correct decisions because there's so many other hands in the pot telling them, you know, what decisions they think, and on either side, you know, are, are a bad idea. Instead of, let me see what the issue is, let me talk to both sides, and let me make a decision, because that's what you elected me to do. So, I'm going to leave that as some food for thought as we go to the toast that started this off for me. And I end this podcast in the way I always end podcasts. To good times with good people.